0: This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Baker Tilly. With opportunities all around us, standing still is not an option. Success happens when we push forward. By working with the accounting and advisory professionals at Baker Tilly, we'll help you have tomorrow's conversations today. We'll guide you through the ever-changing business world, blending free-flowing knowledge with the power of personal relationships to help you win and anticipate tomorrow. Baker Tilly is the proud presenting sponsor of the AIM newly elected officials training events. Let's face the future together. Connect with us at bakertilly.com. This is Matt Griller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story.
1: Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider with AIM, and today I am with Jody Golden, the executive director of the Indiana Office of Community and Rural Affairs. Thanks for being on the podcast, Jody. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. So we wanted to kind of come back to Okra, you know, do a podcast about this awesome, you know, state agency that partners with our cities and towns. So as cities and towns are transitioning to new leadership, I wanted to kind of kick off the discussion with give me a brief overview of what okra does and how does the agency interact with indiana's municipalities sure
2: absolutely So OCRA, uh, the Office of Community Rural Affairs, we are a state agency under Lieutenant Governor Crouch's office and we focus on community and economic development. So we want to really be good partners with our, specifically our rural communities, but really any community across the state on helping them shape and achieve their vision for economic and community development. So we do that through a number of different grant programs and leadership opportunities. Um, but we really are, we just want to be that good partner for those local elected officials um, and those local units of government that really are looking for help and need some help with infrastructure or economic development, quality of place, whatever that might be.
1: So, describe Okra's outreach efforts to new municipal leaders. Say that you're a mayor who's coming into office How do you reach out to Okra, and how do community liaisons kind of come into play?
2: Yeah, so we have six community liaisons. We call them CLs, so if you hear us say CLs, that's what we mean. And we have six of those stationed across the state, and those uh, CLs are really what we call our front door to state government. And so they are the direct contact, and they serve as that first point of contact for any kind of a local elected official, a community, whether it's a community foundation or a Main Street organization or a local economic development official, a regional planning council, whatever that looks like, our um, CL is our first point of contact. And so the goal with those um, with those team members are to go out and establish relationships with those communities, with those officials, and really start to work with them on what are their needs, what are, what is their vision, what are their desires for their community and then working with okra to see are there any state programs within okra or even other agencies or organizations that might help fulfill some of those needs or those desires Um, they're great at providing technical assistance Um, they're great at working with communities on the planning process and so um, i think it's important okra always tries to uh, impress upon the fact that we want our communities to um, certainly create their own desire and their own vision um, not based on what OCRA offers, but what they, what they need. Maybe OCRA's grant programs might be able to help, but don't base your vision around what we offer. And so, our CLs are there to kind of help with that process and, uh, and like I said, guide them to any other programs that might be offered elsewhere.
1: So, for a new municipal official, what are the key OCRA grants and programs they should know about? Sure. Well, we have a number of them and it seems like they grow every year.
2: So, um, to, to kind of sum them up, we our major program, one of our major programs is our community block development grant program. And so we call that CDBG and our CLs are um, very educated on that program and that um, is is essentially more of an infrastructure-based program. So we have a couple of different water infrastructure programs. Uh, we have a public facilities program. So if a community is in need of a library or a police station or a fire station, community center, that kind of thing. Uh, we have a main street revitalization program that focuses on main street revitalization. Um, uh, and and so anyway, the CDBG is mostly focused on those infrastructure-type programs. Um, we also though focus a little bit on our um, quality of place and so we have a number of placemaking programs that we are offering um, probably our most famous one is called quip which is our quick impact place based grant and i'll talk about that here in a minute but um, it's a small dollar grant that just really allows communities to kind of get their foot in the door on how what they want to see as far as placemaking and really making their um, their community a place where people want to be and visit We also have programs on leadership capacity, so certainly always want to help our rural leaders um, continue to aspire and and educate themselves and and increase the capacity of not only themselves, but their community and their leaders in their community. And so we've got some programs focused on that. We have a, a new program focused on opportunity zones. So we have a number of rural opportunity zones across the state, and so we're working on that. And then finally, one of our largest programs Technically, the largest program we have is our new Next Level Connections broadband grant program. And so that program is $100 million that the governor and legislature is assigned to helping um, deploy broadband infrastructure across the state. So we're really excited to to get into the broadband field, and it's certainly a, definitely a need that we heard when we did our listening tour, and so we're glad to be able to help provide that. Yeah, that's awesome, and a really
1: extensive you know, right. portfolio of how what you guys do. So... As city and town leaders look at quality of life efforts, what are the initial steps they should take to prepare for a potential partnership with OCRA? You know, how can they go about hitting the ground running?
2: Sure. So I think step one would be certainly to find out or reach out to their community liaison, their CL, um, and really we should be proactive on that as well. So if you don't hear from our CL, Please reach out to them because they should be reaching out to you soon, if not um, before that. Uh, but reaching out to the CL, kind of establishing that relationship, so the CL can then start kind of getting those, answering, asking you, and answering some of the questions that they have around what what are the goals for the community, what are the goals for your administration, um, what are you wanting to see in the future of your community, and and where okra might be able to help with that. Um, I would also say to um, have them in, they could also do an OKRA 101. So if they want, if you've got a whole new team in your administration that, that really kind of leads to learn what is OKRA outside of this Podcast that we're doing, uh, we can certainly get a little bit more into depth into our programs and what we offer. And then I, this, you know, another piece of advice I think would be to really start collaborating with those other organizations in your community and bringing them to the table. Whether that's the Main Street or the Community Foundation or your Lido, um, any kind of civic organization, um, really f- kind of try to find those tribal leaders of the community and and bring them in and bring them to the table and kind of start looking at the
1: vision for your community. Definitely are there certain grants and programs you'd recommend maybe to a new municipal official who wants to get you know something really cool done during the first half or maybe during their first term sure so
2: i think one of the easiest is uh, what i mentioned earlier is the quip grant and it's the quick Impact Place Based grant um, you can certainly go to the website and learn a little bit more about it, but it's it's what we call our lighter, quicker cheaper grant. And so it focuses on transforming a public space or community space into, again somewhere that the community wants to be, community can gather, will attract folks um, to that area. It's most notably usually in your downtowns, usually in um, those downtown main street districts, but doesn't have to be and a a good uh positive with this program too is that it's not just the unit of government that can apply it can be a civic organization it can be a school Um, it can be a volunteer based organization whatever that looks like um, to really low dollar project something easy to to um to complete uh typically grants range from 2500 to 5000 so i always say it's kind of a camaraderie builder or morale builder for the community it's something something easy, something inexpensive that can get done to show, hey look, we are we are really dedicated to this, we wanna see improvements, here's our first step. Um, so I would say equip is a great way to go. We do have some CDBG um, programs. I know that communities all across Indiana suffer from water infrastructure issues. Um, within CDBG, it's certainly our most popular program. So uh, although it's a little bit more in depth, uh, when applying for the CDBG programs and the equip, Um, I would say it's obviously a priority, I'm sure, for a lot of new mayors and new town officials across the state, and so CDBG is certainly something that they would want to probably look into. It just might take a little bit more effort to to get that. And then I certainly can't um, emphasize enough the importance of the broadband program. So we have a new broadband planning grant um, that's a good start if your community does suffer from lack of access or um, slow access. to broadband and so with that planning grant um, it is through our CDBG program but it's not as difficult to um, to achieve those those uh, planning grants but it helps basically build your broadband task force brings together folks around the around the community also including the providers in the area to really put together what what is the status of broadband in your area right now what is your vision Um, what kind of technology are you looking for what kind of speeds Um, who what providers are in the area that might be available to help with that and really kind of puts forth that plan for broadband. There's a broadband ready um, program too uh, that that OCRA partners with the IEDC on and that helps um, communities um, take steps to make broadband investment just a little bit easier. And so um, it's sort of a checklist of things that communities can do like um, issues with zoning and whatnot that might make it a little bit easier for providers to come in and provide the service. And then finally we have the NLC broadband grant program. Now that grant program, is actually tailored to the internet service providers not local governments which is different for okra um, but with that the providers it's 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 I don't think the communities can ever be too aware of who's applying in your area, who might be able to provide service in the area, and also who's challenging applications in the area. So with this broadband grant program, um, providers apply to provide service in an area. And if that service, if that provider might be um, uh, already serving somewhere in that area, they have the opportunity to challenge that. Um, so it's it's very important for communities to be aware of who's applying and who's challenging in those areas because obviously Okra just wants to be able to get the dollars out and get broadband deployed to as many unserved areas as possible and so for communities to have those task forces or to have folks in the administrations that are paying attention to, to who's who's around who's who's um, applying and who's challenging I think is is critical too their deployment of broadband.
1: Yeah, definitely. And broadband is such a big issue, you know, across the state. Um, so as you look at 2020 and beyond, what role do you feel Okra will play in strengthening Indiana's cities and towns? Sure. So we,
2: when I first started, um, to back up a little bit, we did a 13-stop listening tour. And so in that tour, we we had great coverage from, I think, 70-some counties um, across the state that, that attended our Listening tour, and we talked about what are the challenges that rural Indiana is facing, and so with that, we got lots of feedback, and we also got lots of good feedback on what's working, what's what's the, what are the positives out there. It wasn't all negative, but the top five challenges that we heard at, at almost every stop that we had was uh, access to broadband, uh, water infrastructure issues, the workforce skills gap, uh, the addictions crisis, and then housing, and that that includes all types of housing some some areas need rental housing some need market rate housing some need workforce housing some need senior housing some need rental housing so uh, housing was just one of the overall issues as well so based on that we put together a strategic plan um, for okra Um, that that focuses on trying to uh, provide programming or opportunities that touch on those aspects of the challenges that we saw we have two strategic frameworks that we are guiding principles is what we're calling them um, that sort of guided the whole plan and that is to incite and encourage regionalism and to obviously work at uh, attracting and retaining talent in our rural communities and so one of ochre's biggest goals is to try to help stem that population loss trend and we can do that by providing good quality infrastructure we can do that by providing a good quality of place and so that's why our programs are focused on those two major competencies i guess you would call them Um, we also want to keep encouraging regionalism and so um, i know aim has been a great partner in that and the counties and and even folks at the state house and the governor's office really see the importance of working together regionally and i know that's not always easy for communities Um, Is with this competitor mindset that we've had for so long Um, but I think we can all do more together and so um, we've we've redeveloped our stellar communities program to have that regional focus Um, we're sort of revamping our Indiana Main Street program and so um, we are fortunate to have the the most main street organizations in the country and so we're excited for that but we also want to make sure that we're servicing them to the levels that we need to be and so we're also working with the main street organizations on trying to work together more regionally as well and so um any way that okra can kind of encourage that regional way of thinking we want to do that and so i think that's going to be a key to helping some of these communities be successful moving forward as well. Um, by working together. We've got a new peer program that you can read about that sort of partners with communities to see what are their best practices, what's worked for them, what could, what are some recommendations for communities, um, and really looking at it from a mentorship perspective. So we're excited about that, but really we just want to be a good partner to these communities. Um, we want to be here for them, especially the new mayors and town councils and, and clerks, whatever we can do to help assist them. I know they're probably got lots of questions, as we always do as well, but Um, If some of our programming or other state agency
1: programming that we can provide will help them, we certainly want to do that for them. That's great. And, you know, to wrap up the podcast, I know we've covered, you know, so much, you know, a lot of ground. Any changes or new developments on the horizon um, that we've not, you know, covered? Um. Yeah, so I think um,
2: if I go back to the QUIP grant once again, we do have a new partnership with the Indiana Arts Commission for QUIP, and so we're excited to bring them on board. And so we have um, some dollars within QUIP that will be um, earmarked specifically for public art projects. And I know that there's a number of our rural communities that have expressed interest in really getting, bringing out their art community um, uh, in a better fashion. And so we're excited to bring the Arts Commission on board. I think also um, from moving forward, we're really excited from a staffing perspective that um, our biggest programs being CDBG, being Stellar, being Broadband and Main Street, um, we actually have dedicated staff members that can oversee those programs now. To me, that's a comfort showing that we can provide the quality service that we need to be um, now that we have folks focusing on those programs. And I think, you know, moving forward, our, our strategic plan is always a, a working document. And so we're always taking feedback. I, I always say when I speak, my door's always open, my phone's always on. If our if our plan or our programming is not focusing on a need that we should be or if there's a gap somewhere, we certainly want to try to address it. So always open to feedback um, from our communities and our elected officials and our partners. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Jody. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
0: This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast was sponsored by Baker Tilly.